It never ceases to amaze me every single time I do one of these episodes where you're taking a prayer that we've known and prayed in English for years, and you look at what the Latin means. Remember, Latin is a language of law, a language of specificity. It never ceases to amaze me how much was retained from the Latin, how much was changed. And today, we're going to be looking at how to learn the divine praises. Not just so that we're mouthing words and we don't really understand what it means. We're going to look at it so that we can remember it easily every single time we pray it in Latin. Stick around. Greetings, listeners of the Latin Prayer Podcast. Welcome back for another episode. First, I want to extend my thanks to all of you who are listening to the podcast, especially those of you who are praying the rosary daily. The links for the daily rosary are in the show notes. Remember, Pope St. Pius X once said, if there were one million families praying the rosary every day, the entire world would be saved. Now, if you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes, please hit the like button and leave a comment to show your support. Your engagement is actually what helps the podcast grow. If you have any questions or suggestions for future episodes, do not hesitate to reach out to me via email at latinprayerpodcast at gmail.com. And lastly, if you'd like to support what we're doing here at the Latin Prayer Podcast, consider becoming a subscriber on my Patreon page. There are four tiers available to choose from. However, you can select a custom option. With a minimum monthly donation of only $1 to $2, you can help me continue to create meaningful content for you. And of course, I want to thank all of our patrons. Before we end today's episode, we will pray for our wonderful patrons, their families, and their intentions. So thank you again for tuning in. Let's get started. Oftentimes, when you take something that was originally written in Latin and you translate it into the English, there is some meaning that is lost. There is some change that needs to be done because the English does not convey the gravity or the weight of the Latin. However, in this particular case, as I was looking through the prayer and going through it, I was surprised, surprised because this was the first time I've come across a prayer that is translated almost directly, like verbatim, word for word, going straight from the Latin into the English. It means exactly what it means in the Latin. In an effort to not just ramble on about how awesome this prayer is, I will move my thoughts and uses for this particular prayer to the end of the podcast. Right now, I'd like to just dive in and how do we learn this prayer? How do we remember it? How do we know what we're saying from Latin into English? Because it's a direct translation, it doesn't matter whether we do the English first or the Latin first. So we're going to start with the English because we know the English and it translates directly into Latin. The first line of the divine praises is, blessed be God. So how do we say blessed? Benedictus. Benedictus. So how do we say blessed be God? Benedictus Deus. Now the second line is, blessed be his holy name. The Benedictus changes from Benedictus to Benedictum, because we're no longer talking directly to God, we're talking about his name. So benedictum, and how do we say his holy name? Well, name is nomen, holy is sanctum, and how do we know that it's his holy name? The word is eius. So when we put it all together, we say benedictum nomen sanctum eius. Blessed be his holy name. The third line is, blessed be Jesus Christ, true God and true man. So how do we say that again? Now we're talking directly to God. We say Benedictus Jesus Christus. Blessed be Jesus Christ. 
How do we say true God and true man? Well, you'll remember the word for truth is veritas. So this is going to be a conjugation or a version of that word. And we will say verus deus, so true God, et, which is and, verus homo, which is true man. So we put that together, benedictus Jesus Christus, verus deus et verus homo. The next line is, blessed be the name of Jesus. So we're flipping back from benedictus because we're no longer talking directly to our Lord. We're talking about his name. So how do we say, blessed be the name of Jesus? We will say, benedictum nomen Jesu. Benedictum nomen Jesu. Next, we have, blessed be his most sacred heart. And so we will say, benedictum cor, cor being his heart. And how do we say his sacred heart? Cor eius sacratissimum. Sacratissimum. Benedictum cor eius sacratissimum. Blessed be his most sacred heart. How do we say, blessed be his most precious blood? Well, blood is sanguinis, and precious is preciosissimus. Preciosissimus. It should make you think of precious. Preciosissimus. So, how do we say, blessed be his most sacred blood? Benedictus sanguinis, eius preciosissimus. Benedictus sanguinis, eius preciosissimus. The next line is, blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Benedictus Jesus in Sanctissimo Altaris Sacramento. Benedictus Jesus, blessed be Jesus, in Sanctissimo Altaris Sacramento. The most holy sacrament of the altar. Altaris is altar, Sacramento is the sacrament, and in Sanctissimo is the most holy. Together, Benedictus Jesus in Sanctissimo Altaris Sacramento. Blessed be Jesus in the most holy sacrament of the altar. How do we say, Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete? Benedictus Sanctus Spiritus, Paracletus. Blessed be the Holy Spirit, the Paraclete. Benedictus Sanctus Spiritus, Paracletus. How do we say, Blessed be the Great Mother of God, Mary Most Holy? Benedicta excelsa mater Dei, Maria Sanctissima. Benedicta excelsa mater Dei, Maria Sanctissima. So, Benedicta excelsa, think of Gloria in excelsis. So, what are we saying? Blessed be the great, excelsa mater Dei, the mother of God. Maria, which is Mary, Sanctissima, most holy. Now the endings are all in A here because we're talking about our blessed mother who is a woman and all of the adjectives that correspond with our blessed mother have to have a female ending. So benedicta excelsa mater dei Maria Sanctissima. Blessed be the great mother of God, Mary most holy. Next we say blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. How do we say that? Benedicta sancta eius et immaculata conceptio. So, benedicta sancta 
Eus is blessed be her holy et immaculata and immaculate conceptio, conception. Benedicta sancta Eus et immaculata conceptio. Blessed be her holy and immaculate conception. How do we say blessed be her glorious assumption? Benedicta eius gloriosa assumptio. I just love how direct this translation is. Benedicta eius gloriosa assumptio. Benedicta, blessed eius gloriosa, her glorious assumptio. How do we say blessed be the name of Mary, virgin and mother? And we're talking about the name again. So, it'll go from Benedicta to Benedictum Nomen Mariae. How do we say virgin and mother? Virginis et matris. So, Benedictum Nomen Mariae, Virginis et matris. How do we say, blessed be Saint Joseph, her most chaste spouse? Benedictus Sanctus Iosef. So, blessed be Saint Joseph, eius castissimus sponsus. So, castissimus is the superlative degree of the word castus, which means chaste. So, when we say castissimus, we're saying the most chaste, and sponsus is spouse. So, together, benedictus sanctus Iosef, blessed be Saint Joseph, eius her Castissimus sponsus, her most chaste spouse. And finally, how do we say, Blessed be God in his angels and in his saints? Benedictus Deus, blessed be God, in Angelis Suis, in his angels, et in Sanctis Suis, and his saints. Sanctis is saints, and then Suis and Suis, both for Angelis and Sanctis, are his Angels, his saints. So, Benedictus Deus, blessed be God, in Angelis Suis, in his angels, and in Sanctis Suis, and in his saints. Amen. As you can see, the English version that we know and pray is a direct translation from the Latin. So when would be a good time to use this prayer, or how do we use it? Now, you'll probably know this prayer from adoration. If you've ever been to a public adoration, what happens at the end of adoration, just before the final hymn is sung and the priest and the altar servers depart from the sanctuary, is they will say the divine praises, and it's a call and response. So the priest will say, blessed be God. The congregation says, blessed be God. He will say, blessed be his holy name, and so on. And if you're doing this in Latin, it's the exact same in Latin. But there are other uses for this prayer in your own life. And I'll just speak a little bit about how I use this prayer almost daily. I'm sad to say that the way that I use it does actually cause me some pain and some joy. You'll understand what I mean in just a minute. We live in a time where there is just blatant disregard for sacred and holy things, particularly sacred and holy names. The name of our Lord is taken in vain daily. There are insults uttered against our Blessed Mother and against her name daily. If we are in the presence of people 
who utter blasphemies against God, His holy name, our blessed Lord, our blessed Mother. What are we to do? And these might be people who are just going about their day. Or they might be people that we know or acquaintances. They might, sadly, might even be people that we love. They might be in our own family. What are we to do? If this is a person that you care about, that you have a close relationship with, and you're going to spend more time with them, it is your duty, my duty, to correct this person. And I've simply pulled them aside privately and I've asked them to stop doing that. I've said, if you're not going to do it simply because you believe what I believe, do it because you care about me, because you respect our relationship, our friendship, and just do it because I'm asking you to do this. You might go on to instruct them as to why, and I've done this many times, and you'll find that most people are willing to do that. However, they might still make mistakes. They might catch themselves. What if this person doesn't care? What if they are a complete stranger that takes pleasure in insulting our Lord? God commands that we love God with all our heart, all our mind, our soul, our strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So how do we do this? Well, we love God. We make reparation for what was done. We can say the divine praises in reparation for the insults and blasphemies uttered against him, his church, his blessed mother, etc. And so we can recite the divine praises. It's interesting that by doing this, we also happen to be loving our neighbor. They should be the one making the reparation, but since they're not doing it for God, we can do it for them. And this is an act of charity towards them. And of course, we can also pray for them. We can pray for their conversion. That God would give them the grace and they would be faithful to that grace so they might see the wrong that they are doing and so amend their lives. Now, because the divine praises are quite long and it might be hard to say it on the spot if you don't have it memorized, there is something that you can do that I strongly recommend you take full advantage of. In fact, now that I'm thinking about this, I think the next episode that I will do will be on this very topic of spiritual contracts. A spiritual contract is a contract made between you and God, and you. I like to do this in front of the Blessed Sacrament, and I will take some pious gesture, and I will attach a prayer to that pious gesture so that every time I make the gesture, that prayer is said and remembered for the greater glory of God or in reparation for some offense that has been committed. The easiest one to do is to make a cross with your thumb over your lips. So if you have an opportunity to go to an adoration chapel or to visit the Blessed Sacrament, make this spiritual contract with our Lord. Just make the sign of the cross over your lips, just like you do at Mass when the Gospel is being proclaimed. And you can say, every time I make the sign of the cross over my lips, may the divine praises be offered, said, and remembered for the greater glory of God, and in reparation for the blasphemies or offenses said against him, his name, our Blessed Mother, her name, the saints, and of course, the Church. The reason why this gives me joy is because I know that in some small way I am attempting to undo the wrongs that are being done. And the thing about this that brings me sadness is that I have to do it so often. We live in a world where blasphemies and offenses against our Lord, 
the vulgar use of language against our Lord, this twisting of words. Remember that our blessed Lord is the Son of God, the Word who became flesh. The second person of the Holy Trinity is referred to as the Word who became flesh. So every time we speak, when we misspeak, when we twist and misuse the English or any language for that matter, we are committing an offense against God, the Word of God. We're committing an offense against Him because it was designed to bring forth life, not for destruction, not for abuse, not for vulgarity. And so you'll find that if you do any research on how the evil spirits or the demons speak, this is why their language is so vulgar. It cured me from cursing and from using vulgarity very quickly. The minute that I understood this is how they spoke, I wanted nothing to do with foul language ever again. And I made it a mission of mine at every single time a swear word or some type of blasphemy was uttered, I would make the sign of the cross over my lips in reparation for the misuse of the language against God and against his blessed mother or against his saints and the church. This is a wonderful way to glorify God, a wonderful way to love your neighbor, a wonderful way to make reparation for all the harms committed against him. And it's just simply a beautiful prayer that we should be praying daily anyway. So why not pray it? Teach your children how to pray it. And if you can, as we've done today, learn what it means in Latin and pray it in Latin. One of the three holy languages crucified with our Lord to the cross for the use of the faithful. It was set apart so that we might be sanctified by its use. Well, there you have it, folks. I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode. I especially want to thank our newest patrons, Daniel Miller and Anna Dulcich. And I would like to conclude today's episode by asking you to join me in praying a Paternoster, an Ave Maria, and a Gloria for all of our patrons, for their family members, and for their intentions. So please join me. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Paternoster, quie in celi sanctificetur nomen tuum, adveniat regnum tuum fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra. Panam nostrum quotidianum da nobis hodie, et demita nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos demitimus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libera nos a malo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena Dominus tecum, benedicta tu in mulieribus et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Iesus. Sancta Maria, Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in ora mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat et principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. In nomine Patris et Filii, et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. So, until our next episode, may God love all of you, and our Lady keep you.